0: Hey guys, welcome to the Boat Lean podcast. I'm Mark Perry, the creator of Boat Lean, which helps men with demanding careers get lean, strong, and functionally fit with exceptional energy. And so today I have Narius Bagdonis with me. And so Narius is a holistic movement, strength, and lifestyle coach. He integrates mobility, strength, and skill building using a variety of disciplines such as gymnastics, dance, yoga, martial arts, and the traditional strength training principles. Narius has 20 years of coaching experience, a degree in kinesiology, numerous training and performance coaching certifications, and he's been featured as an expert and fitness model in several different media publications for years. And so it's actually kind of funny how I first met Narius. This is going back like eight, nine years ago. And so I, uh, I was in Murray Hill, living in Murray Hill at the time, I had a training practice there. And so I see this like woman on the corner of the street and I'm like, she's like Superwoman, She's like super attractive. I'm like, Hmm, I'm going to talk to her. So I ended up going up and talking to her. And then fast forward a week later, I'm, co- I'm kind of getting out of this like health food um, joint that we used to, I used to go to and I'm, I'm coming out of it. And all of a sudden I'm like walking forward. I see this six, three superhuman person walking, super superhuman dude walking towards me. I'm like, what is going on here? And he's like walking right up to me. He's, he's a big dude. And he comes up and he's like, hey, are you Mark Perry? And I'm like, um, yeah. He's like, well, I, I heard you met my girlfriend last week. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and so it's pretty funny how we met. But ever since then, we actually you know connected and we've done several workouts together. And Narius... Um, has reached a super high level of health and fitness, one I aspire to, and he's really been inspirational to me. So I'm extremely uh, excited uh, to, to chat with him today and, and share his wisdom with you. And so with that said, thank you so much, Narius, for, for joining today. <laughs> Absolutely, it's my pleasure. I just realized how, how
1: funny this story is because <laughs> it's 10 minutes ago, the girl that you were talking about texted me. Uh, she lives in Munich and I live in Berlin, and she was asking me if I if I'm doing some online coaching because she's looking for a coach. So how nice. random! I just <laughs> met Dude. And I said hey, I have to go to to talk to to Mark. I'll I'll text you later. So this is super fascinating. But I'm so glad that we met because I think she mentioned you and. And I looked you up and I just was really impressed with all the things that you were doing. So when I saw you on the street, I just walked up to you, and, and I'm so glad that, that we met.
0: Awesome, awesome, man. So uh, let's, let's dive in. And You know, you, you've been at this for a long time, right? You've been at this for 20 years. And so why did you first decide to become a fitness professional?
1: Mm. <laughs> I was five years old Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I watched the Shaolin movie, and it had the most intense effect on me. At that moment, at five years old, I knew that this is what I wanted to dedicate my life to. So I just knew that it was about developing and discovering my physical capabilities and my mental control and discipline I just what I saw what those monks were able to do with their, with their bodies, with their concentration, and I was just, that's it. I, I had a vision of me being an old man with a white beard, living in the mountains, teaching martial arts. And so that's how it started for me. So as soon as I begged my parents, my parents were super young, they were 20 when I was born, I begged them to take me to martial arts schools, and in the beginning they couldn't afford it, but then a friend of a friend was a Kung Fu, teacher and then I started taking Kung Fu and then uh, when we moved I uh, took Pankration which is like Greek mixed martial art and I just did whatever martial arts I could do because we moved around a lot and uh, that's how it all started for me and then since then my modalities have changed. Uh, I've gotten, I have gotten—I was a really skinny teenager and then I wanted to gain some muscle and started strength training and, and competed in bodybuilding at some point and um, and then I got back to a little bit more performance kind of training, a little bit more to body weight training, gymnastics type of training. Um, I'm now more into into even dance and and see how that that relates to strength training as well. But mm-hmm. but that whole idea of me wanting to be the best, strongest, most nimble, most most flexible, the best version of myself, uh, it started when I was five.
0: That's. Pretty cool, man. I I, I think it's also I've, I've been interested in it for a long time, and, and that's a really powerful story. And you just mentioned something, and actually, that was it. Kind of leads to my next question, which is how you've had a journey, right? Like you, you kind of were a competitive um, martial artist in karate. You were literally the NPC bodybuilding. I don't know if people really appreciate what that <laughs> what that means. Like he was literally a bodybuilder on stage, like. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly the whole the whole nine yards, and so, and you've shifted, and you became, I mean, a super in demand fitness model, right? I mean, you literally were on a, uh, on the cover of a major magazine, and right. and you've continued to evolve. So I, I'm kind of curious, like, uh, can you talk a little bit about kind of how you've evolved and where you are now?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um I think. In a way, my evolution makes sense. And I don't think it's as original as I thought it, it was. <laughs>
0: right.
1: um, I think most people start with an in- intention of wanting to look good. They want to be right. sexy. Right. They want to be attractive. And so as a teenager, that's that's what I wanted. So, So initially I had that martial arts passion, and that's what I started with. But then when I was a teenager, I moved to the States. I, I'm origi- originally from Lithuania. And uh, at 15, I moved to the States and I didn't fit in at all. I was, I was like a little black sheep. And I didn't speak English. I uh, dressed differently and I was super skinny. And uh, yeah, so I just wanted to look better. I wanted to, to look more muscular. And I thought maybe, maybe I would get some dates that way and that's how it started i started lifting weights and it was a bit of a struggle for me in the beginning but then um then in my early 20s i started gaining a little bit more weight and then after after i did uh, after i competed in bodybuilding i realized it wasn't very healthy for me it wasn't very healthy for uh, for me mentally and, and just physically what i had to take take my body through but it was, a, it was a dream of mine since, since I was 16. Uh, I wanted to be like on a cover of a magazine, and I wanted to be on stage, and I really admired Arnold and, right. and the professional bodybuilders. And so, and so I did it, and I'm so glad I did it. I learned so much about how to work with my body. And, uh, and at that after I did the bodybuilding, I thought, well, I want something more. So then I started wanting to get more, getting stronger. So I started lifting really heavy and doing powerlifting. And after a while, that was really harsh on the body, and, and I was getting injured and feeling, feeling stiff and, and not so good. And so then I started explore, exploring other modalities. And, and at that time, I was around 30 and 42, turning 42 next month, I, 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 my girlfriend was an acrobat. And so she started introducing me to handstands and and contortion and some really unique and pole dancing and and just really like acrobatics, really unique disciplines for me. And so that's how it expanded my my awareness of all these other disciplines. And then I just kept leaning more and more towards towards that. And I still strength train, obviously, but but now I'm a little bit more into like some esoteric kind of training and. And things that make me feel good and make me feel healthy and nimble and make my right. make my joints feel feel great. So yeah. right.
0: And, uh, I was going to say I think I've I've gone on a, a similar similar journey in that you kind of start with that like hey I want to look like a fitness model I want to look like this and then all of a sudden it's like well I want to feel really good and I want to be more mobile and I think that's you know one reason why you know really you've been inspirational to me. I've seen like you'll do I remember you doing a side kick where your foot was like really high in the air. I'm just like how is that possible? And I couldn't even come close to doing it. And then I actually started doing it and like, now I can do it. Um, but it really like seeing where you've gone and how you've evolved has helped me evolve personally. So I want to thank you for that. Um, but, but I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's, it's a situation a lot of guys go through It's almost like this, like aesthetic paradigm, to more of like a. I just want to be functionally strong and fit, and I still think the aesthetics there. It's just that like the form follows the function, so to speak, right? And it's more of a natural kind of look. That's how I
1: see it. Um, In the the beginning, it was a goal for me. The aesthetics were the goal. Right. Uh, The end aesthetics was just the side effect. Right. To me, I think it should be a reflection. Uh, The body should be an authentic thing. Like when I look at someone's body, to me, it tells me what they're like, what they are interested in, how they use yes. their bodies, and it should be authentic. And so, for a se- for a period of of my life, I kind of manipulated my body to look a certain way, but it wasn't necessary because I thought that that image will make me athletic, or make me feel a different way. But you get there and you realize, but that's not really what I wanted. I guess it's kind of like people wanting the money, but realizing when they get the money that it's not the actual goal, what, you know, maybe building a business or going through that journey or, or giving something back, contributing in, in some sort of way, maybe that's kind of what they want, or maybe they want to belong or give back or whatever it might be, but money itself doesn't give you the, the happiness, kind of. And so to me, like physique itself, it doesn't matter if you just get the physique right now and it's perfect. Um, in the end, it's like it doesn't really give you any satisfaction. But that journey that I went through, of all the things that I learned, building the physique was
0: awesome. That's profound, man. Thanks for sharing that. And let's let's go into your exercise. Let's talk a little bit about your exercise. So, sure. I know it's evolved a lot over the years. I know we've done a lot of workouts together and I actually did my first Turkish getup with you, which is pretty cool. Which for me is a big deal because I've done like thousands of them probably. Um, So what does your exercise routine look like now?
1: Uh, It kind of varies. Um, At the moment I do full body workouts and I do it at least three times a week where I do full, full, full body strength training. I have some kettlebells here in the back, I don't know if you see. Kind of limited, eight kilogram, that's mostly for my girlfriend. <laughs> eight kilogram and the 24 kilogram. Okay. Uh, and so, so I use the kettlebells and I do a lot of body weight training. Um, I still for legs prefer heavy weights, so uh, when gyms are open, right now we're in a lockdown. When gyms are open, I'll, I'll go do some deadlifts or, or some heavy lunges or, um, or squats. But for everything else, I also have rings hanging here behind behind the computer. And so I can use just body weight gymnastics, uh, martial arts, dance-inspired sort of training, strength training.
0: Nice, so can you give an example of what one of your strength workouts looks like? Uh, yeah, sure.
1: So, you, uh, I start, the, the beginning of the workout is, is a warm-up, and I don't really think of it as, as a warm-up. I actually, I think of it as probably the most important part of my training because um, I realize that also my clients, uh, that, that, that's where they get the most Resilience and mobility and coordination and a lot of um, magical things that help them uh, help their joints and help help their stability. Um, and usually, it's kind of long. It's probably up to thirty minutes. Um, I will go through uh, kind of joint by joint. Um, start with more gentle gentle things like you know circular circular motions. Uh, through every joint and then um, I'll start kind of strengthening them in different ways. Um, And then depending on what my workout will include, there might be like, if I'm doing handstands for example, I might warm up my wrist a little bit more, uh, do push-ups on the back of the wrist or something to to kind of condition them or strengthen them. If I'm doing something um, heavy knee, some sort of like single leg crossover pistol, or something like that I might do like sissy squats or something to warm up the knees. I don't know if these names actually mean it, anything.
0: It's it keep on going. Well, I'll I'll I I know what they are, but we we'll, we'll, we can update everyone if they don't know what that means. Yeah, sure. And uh, and then
1: I'll get into the the training and and usually uh, I'll probably divide it into a couple of circuits. The first part will be a little bit more skill-based. So, uh, for example, it might include some sort of hand balancing, so maybe a handstand. And, um, and then I would combine it with some sort of hanging drill, so maybe skin the cat, for example, or maybe front levers or back levers. So, so it's kind of a nice push-pull straight arm um, variations that kind of balance each other out. And then I would probably do either uh, something explosive for my legs, so some, some sort of jumping movement, or um, or a skillful balance-based uh, movement. So uh, it could be put for posterior chain. So maybe like okay. some sort of like squat and, and balancing and reaching, or it could be some sort of pistol. Like uh, today I was I was doing. Can you see me? Yep. I was, I was doing these pistols crossing towards the front, crossing towards the back. That was one of my. Leg exercises in my first uh, first circuit with handstands and the skin the cat, and then for the second circuit, um, I was doing some sort of squat. I was doing a uh, like a sliding push-up into a hip bike, so it's like a core and a push and a single leg deadlift to bent over row.
0: Right. So. Okay. So just to kind of recap, you'll do a really long kind of warm up to really prime your body and get it mobile and kind of get it resilient. Um, and then you'll go into uh, possibly a couple circuits, right? Maybe two, three exercises each. And for people who might not, you know, understand like what's a sissy squat, what's a pistol squat, like these are, or what's skin the cat, these are kind of more advanced right? Gymna- almost gymnastic style types of exercises that sure. maybe, I don't know, five, 10 people out of 100 can do, right? It's just, it's just not something that's, that's, a, you know, you see someone just being able to do, right? But they're a little bit more advanced is what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you're advanced, that's why you're doing them. So they're almost a little bit more like gymnastic uh, level or style. But the yeah. the concept is basically, you know, you got that long warm-up, you got the kind of body weight circuits, it sounds like, maybe a little bit of strength in there, and then, mm-hmm. and then that's it. So it sounds like the actual circuits themselves, they're not too much longer than the warm-up.
1: No, yeah, it's probably around 30 minutes.
0: Right, right. Uh,
1: probably 15 to 20 minutes per circuit.
0: Okay, okay. And,
1: uh, and in the warm-up, I also put something creative. So um, I'll start maybe with a song, and I just move, I, and I just kind of feel whatever my body needs so some sort of something with improvisation something that makes me um really listen to my body um yeah and then uh and then the circuits i'll divide uh you know like i have different phases that i go through and sometimes i might only do like a gymnastic straight arm push-pull kind of moves and then the next day uh do maybe um bent arm push and pull uh and then and then legs uh the third day so sometimes I'll go through a routine like this uh lately I've just been sticking to full body and I just feel like if this is the only workout I'll do this week it's complete that's that's what it feels like to me cool, um,
0: cool. and and what uh are you going to say something else or? uh
1: yeah I mean there's lots of little details but I but yeah, I think well, that, okay
0: okay um like what what else is there another detail that you wanted to share um yeah sometimes um i don't know
1: i don't know how you felt during this uh, pandemic in the beginning i didn't have much motivation and so so sometimes um i'll do like 20 minute workouts so if i yeah I will set up maybe four or five exercises, and I'll just do um, forty forty seconds at each exercise, and I will run through that four times. And uh, if I have four exercises, that's sixteen minutes. If I have five exercises, that's twenty minutes. And uh, and I just say, you know what? Like that's all I have for today. And if I do this, and if I feel like doing more, then I'll do more. Then maybe I'll do another another set or another round. But that's what actually got me through in the beginning when I was kind of going through a little slump um, in the, during the, the pandemic.
0: Interesting. I will actually, I want to come back to that in, in, in a moment. And the, I guess, how many times are you doing these types of workouts? How many days a week?
1: I generally do something physical every day. Okay. So uh, I'm very intuitive at this point. So, it's not as structured anymore as it used to be. Like when I was bodybuilding or powerlifting or something, then, then I definitely was very, very regimented. Uh, now, um, if I definitely every day I'm going to do something. Um, and I start every morning with um, like putting a listening to a song and just moving and feeling what my body needs. And then, kind of based on that, if I feel I'm super energetic, I'll do. I'll do a really heavy workout, and sometimes I could do three days in a row, and then sometimes I'm like, okay, I need a day or two, and do something more gentle, Um, yeah.
0: That's cool, I think uh, intuitive, that's kind of where I am right now. Uh, I've always had like a goal, like some type of like certification or something, and that would, you know, I'd be structured for like months, whereas now it's a little bit more intuitive. At at the, the other kind of, on the flip side, I think it can sometimes be really challenging for people who are not like professionals at this to be intuitive because it's like you don't know what your body needs, so to speak. It's, it's a tricky. It's a tricky thing. Um, OK, cool. So we're going to dive into a little bit more about that. But, you know, what are your top three strength exercises? Let's talk, you know, body weight and then weights. Like, what are your top three for each? If you can only choose three.
1: Hmm. Three
0: for the entire body, right? Well, uh, well, that's a good question. Well, how about this? If you wanted, to, if you had to push it to five, you can push it to five. But basically, three, <laughs> you know, three. What are your three top three body weight exercises? Top three um, weight exercises, kind of strength focused.
1: Yeah. So for for body weight, I would say a pull up. Okay. Super, super important, and. Uh, and it, you can keep progressing to single-arm pull-up. So so I think that the amount of strength that you can gain from that is massive. Um, then I would go to, to some sort of pushing exercise, so then I would go either to a handstand push-up or a single-arm push-up. And then for the legs, I'd say a pistol is a really, really nice one. Um, yeah, so like the, those three, I, I feel like if you just do those three, you, you'll, you'll be fit. In order to do a pistol, you have to have such nice uh, ankle mobility and, and really you know, healthy knees. And, and, and everything has to work in a, in a nice way and you have to be mobile and strong. So so if you can do pistols, and you can do them full range of motion, and you can start adding weight to them, um, I think you're
0: pretty good. <laughs> and by the way, that's and, both sides, too, so you're nice and balanced. Exactly,
1: you right. definitely get balanced. And the single arm pull-up, and the handstand push-up, or single arm push-up, I think you're pretty good.
0: Nice, man. Okay, that, those are amazing exercises. I, I don't think I'd be, I, I would choose anything too much different. And what about... Uh, with weights, like a strength training with weights, like what? What are the three exercises you would choose? Mm,
1: deadlifts for sure.
0: And conventional or sumo, with a barbell or Conve- with a oh, conventional? Okay. Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would do conventional or RDLs, but but yeah, probably conventional. Okay. Just uh, really nice posterior chain work. Yeah and um, And then I would choose either a lunge or a squat, probably probably a lunge or like a back foot elevated split squat. Um, I really, really love back lunges with a heavy weight um, and uh, um, squats are also great uh, I, I think squats kind of depend like not not everyone's physiology. Um, it does as well with squats like i feel that back lunges are super safe like I, I haven't met anyone who who cannot do uh back lunges pretty safely and then i feel like you get such a great great workout and super safe but with squats sometimes people develop back issues or maybe if their hips are a little out of alignment they um, or if they don't have enough mobility in the their lower back, it's getting beat up. So, so squats are questionable. For some people they're perfect, for some people they're not. Um, and then for um, maybe overhead, um, like the overhead press, like a push press or something like that, just because, um, again, you have to have really nice shoulder mobility to, to be able to do it correctly and stack everything and, and have really great core control.
0: Um, yeah. Nice man. It only, t- it only took me five years to work up to that after stretching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like getting, especially both getting both arms vertical yeah. and pressing with both arms. It's mm-hmm. it's funny because you you see people do it and it's like oh it's not that big of a deal. Like when you really understand the mechanics of it, it's sure. not easy as you know. And it sounds like I mean that that it forces you to have that and what's cool is that you have that mobility you have that strength, and they're kind mm-hmm. of go together and that's something that's kind of cool right Definitely. um okay those are those are really great exercises man um I'm just thinking about them they're they're really great and so can you are you still doing like so you said you do something active every day so you're doing strength maybe a few times a week I assume like that kind of circuit stuff yeah and and let yeah I'd say at least
1: Three times a week, maybe up to five times a week I'll do okay. some training. And you know, I, I uh, teach lots of people online. Right. So uh, I'm like I said, I'm intuit, intuitive with my own workouts, but, uh, but sometimes I'll teach someone and I have clients that are so badass and so strong and I'll take them through <laughs> and I'll just be like, whoa, this is amazing. I can't wait to do it myself. And so I often will kind of experiment on them just to see how they do. And then I'll do it myself and maybe I'll I'll like, you know, make it a little more complex. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, I often get inspired by what I teach
0: others. Nice man. And so, you know, you do these like three or five and like, what are you doing on the other days when you're not doing like a strength kind of training?
1: Um, yeah. So, Often when I teach my classes, I teach classes uh, four times a week, so i'll jump in with them and kind of move with them and especially we'll do warm ups with them and like I said those warm ups are kind of can be quite intense <clears throat> I think sometimes people when they start with me they realize that the warm up is really difficult <laughs> but but so i'll i'll do at least that kind of kind okay. of move and um i'll uh, I'll go outside i'll um like, sometimes I'll run or do some sprints or, um, again, kind of put on the music and just improvise. And so when I go, um, right now it's, it's, it's wet and, and not so so fun to do it outside, but during, during the summer especially, I'll go um, outdoors and there's a, a park nearby uh, and it's like uh, an elephant park. And it's... Um, the, for, for kids they're kind of just playing around there, and I usually find a corner and I just put on some music and they start moving around and improvising and then um, kids come come around and start playing with me or dogs love playing with me so and they always ask me what i'm doing so uh, so it's like a mix of acrobatic stretching uh, dancing uh, sort of thing and uh, and I, I always tell myself I'm going to do at least one song and sometimes I end up doing an hour and a half <laughs> right. so it really you know, it really depends kind of how my body feels. But, but it can be kind of strenuous because uh, I, I definitely feel like I get to a flow. So, and um, when, when you get into this like state of flow, it's, it's like you're really challenging yourself. So there has to be a skill level that, that you, you're pushing yourself. But because it's so much fun, because I'm passionate about it, because I'm enjoying it, I don't really feel the pain sometimes. And so I'm just like, you know, moving my body in, in all these crazy ways. And, and there's lots of pressure on the knees and, and pressure, you know, I'm contorting and hand balancing and doing all these weird things. And, and so sometimes I get really sore from it. And afterwards, I walk away, and I'm like, "Oh wow, I, I really put in some work."
0: <laughs> nice. And are you doing any c- kind of conditioning stuff? Because I remember you used to be, you know, used to do sprints and that t- sort of thing.
1: Uh, yeah, once in a while, I'll do, uh, I'll, I still believe that sprints are awesome. Right. There, it's it's one of the best. Um, so yeah, I haven't been as focused on them lately,
0: but I think when the weather warms up, I'll I'll go back to it. Cool. And so you know, you've, and so for people listening, I mean, Narius is like super flexible. Like you'll see, like he's really, he could literally just about do a split or basically, I don't know, can you, you can do a split, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can do, you know, we're talking like side and front splits are close enough and it's like major flexibility. Yeah. <laughs> but really, But really close. And so I guess and, and again he's he's literally trained acrobats right so and he does acrobatic kind of style workouts himself so the question for you Narius is like how, how do you recommend the average guy kind of get more flexible like where does he start mm. like he's not going to do a split right
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so what do you what do you recommend
1: i generally like to incorporate into that that into the strength training so most of the time, most of the exercises that I do are taking, taking people through full range of motion. So if I'm doing pull-ups, they're fully right. um, distracting, going to a full passive, passive hang, and they're fully opening their shoulders. So not like slide bend in the elbow, but like fully going through a f- completely full relaxation and full chest to the bar. So, so that, if you're doing this all the time, will lengthen and open your shoulders. And if when I'm doing push-ups, I'll do deficit push-ups. So I'll maybe use yoga blocks or something and so that I go past the regular range. So that's opening and working, opening through my chest. Mm, When I'm doing lunges, I'll often do lunges that are really long. So instead of stepping back into a regular lunge like this, I might do a lunge that is extra extra long and so that's working on opening, opening my hip. When I'm doing RDLs or bending, I'm making sure that I'm really, really challenging my, my hamstrings. And so in a way, I think mobility is just built into my strength training. If there's no exercise that I do, I really don't think so, not many exercises that I do, that don't take me through full range of motion and don't challenge my range of motion. Right. So that's, that's one thing. And then, and then um, I'll still do some mobility work, usually strength based. Um, so an example like Jefferson, Carl's, do you know what those are?
0: I know what they are, but I don't know what the people listening know. So how would so you describe like- them?
1: It's like a deadlift done in a really bad form with a rounded back.
0: Which is yeah, I was gonna say it's it's. I've done them a couple of times, and I was like, "This is strong medicine." It's. Anyways, yeah, you can continue.
1: So you it's, you don't necessarily have to use heavy weight.
0: Right, right. It's very light. You Use very lightweight
1: as you do it. But the point is, you you go into the the end of range range of motion. So. Right. I'm right. using let's say uh, some sort of step and at the edge and I'm, I'm using a weight and then I come down as far as, as I can and I'm usually holding a weight and so the weight would pull me even further than I can go naturally. And then from there, I would roll up. Right. And so so it's um, active, active, actively pulling me into a deeper range of motion and then it also strengthens strengthens me on the way up and on the way down and it also does that to the spine too so it's it's mobilizing my spine right so so do kind of exercises like this and i I mentioned skin the cat because that that's an amazing uh extend shoulder extension exercise a mobility exercise but it's also a nice strength strength exercise so and and then no matter how much i think you can force yourself into certain mobility. But if you, if you don't practice these movements in your daily life or in your, some sort of, of practice, then I think you lose them. So, so for me, you know, when I say I'm playing in the park and I'm, I'm moving in all these different ranges of motion, I'm maintaining my, my range. So those are the two things that I would do is first, I would add really full range of motion to my strength program. I would add some specific exercises that increase mobility, and usually they're strength-based. So they they um, take you to an extra range of motion with assistance. So a, a very good example. Most people know what pullovers are, right? Of with course, a great opener, Arnold. Right, <laughs> and Arnold had had a nice shoulder mobility, but it's a great way to open your shoulders through the ribcage, open through your. Uh, thoracic spine, and also great strengthening exercise. Uh, RDLs or Jefferson curls, really great hamstring exercise, right. as well as, as an awesome mobility exercise. Um, so there, there's lots of different exercises, pretty much, in whatever category you want to choose, that were both mobility and strength. That's so right. I would the strength program, do some of those exercises, and then make sure that you're moving in full range of motion.
0: Right, and it's like a daily practice, and one thing I've, I've attempted to you know, promote, or I have promoted, is essentially this a kind of morning mobility, or just kind of having some type of mobility routine and doing it like daily, as in not, not like a few days a week, because just that just doesn't get the job done, I don't think, what are your, what are your thoughts? Totally,
1: but what are the, the key is that it has to be fun.
0: Yes, and right.
1: Most people when they're like, oh shit, I have to stretch and blood, and it's just not much fun. But if you somehow figure out a way to do it that is fun, then you're gonna love doing it. So so for me, that's why uh, just improvising to a song is a lot more fun. And, And then connecting to the body and feeling where it needs to open.
0: Cool, so I mean, you've clearly reached like super high levels of fitness in terms of, again, aesthetics in terms of function. Like I'm kind of curious, what is your, what does your diet look like now?
1: Mm, also intuitive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, generally, I'm more of a protein type. Uh, do you, Do you know much metabolic typing kind of? There's. I
0: mean, I've 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 read about it, but please you, you, please uh, yeah please uh, please tell uh, please tell tell me about it.
1: So there is an idea that um, that based on our ancestry. There's three basic metabolic types. If you grew up in cold country, uh, like Northern Europe or um,
0: Lithuania is pretty cold, I imagine. Yeah, for sure. For
1: sure. <laughs> uh, or I don't know Antarctica or right. whatever. Uh, you're probably eating a lot more fat and a lot more protein. Right. Like if you just ate some some fruit and carbohydrates and uh, you, you just they just run through your system very quickly. you need more substance and you need um, more density. Okay. so it's a protein type. then people that grew up in very warm countries, uh, lots of fruit, maybe rice available, they're they're well adapted to eating carbohydrates and they digest them a little slower, and it's a perfect fuel for them. Then there are people around mild climates, maybe Mediterranean climate. Where they've adapted to kind of almost everything. They can digest breads really well. They, they like lighter protein, maybe some fish or maybe some chicken, something, some things like that. Um, and so g- generally, most people fall into right. one of the categories. Uh, I'm definitely more of a protein type. I was telling you that, that I went to India and I was eating vegan for like a few months and I lost 20 pounds like that until I started pouring ghee and butter on every, everything and then my weight loss stopped, stopped down. So, so for me, um, I, I just know that I do better on, on higher protein, higher fat. Um, and so that's kind of, and I love potatoes for carbs. <laughs> I'm like a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Generally, that's how I was raised in Lithuania and that's what works really well. I eat lots of fruits and vegetables. Um, the most important thing for me is the source right. of the food, and then and then trying to put it in the balance that works for me. So generally, a little bit heavier fat or protein, uh, and then lower lower in carbohydrates. I don't really crave um, besides potatoes. I don't really crave uh, lots of carbs as much. Like fruit is is probably fruit and potatoes uh, and vegetables are my main carb. Sources, um, yeah. I don't eat red meat as much anymore. Uh, maybe like once a month. Um, I love fish and and some um, darker meat, chicken, kind of. Uh, lots of eggs. <laughs> I I think I've eaten eggs since I was a kid every day, uh, and I used to eat as many as ten eggs a day. Now now I eat like <laughs> four or five. So I've <laughs> I've gotten milder. Um, and uh, and I don't eat as many meals anymore. That's also a, a slowdown. Um, and I pay attention to how many hours I eat during the day. So generally, I try to eat somewhere between 9 and 12 hours at the most. 12 hours is the cutoff for me. Um, so if I start, um, this morning I start at 10 a.m. So by 10 p.m., uh, I'm already done, it's 9, a, 9 p.m. here, but I was done eating by by like 7.30 um, p.m., so, um, yeah, so I try, like, if I, if I want to get lean, uh, I give myself nine hours a day to eat, if, um, but if I'm just maintaining whatever, up to 12 hours.
0: So it's more of like a time-restricted yeah. approach. exactly, right. exactly. Can, can you give an example of, like, a, a day, a typical day?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Hmm. Let's see. Um today I started with uh with a a tea and uh at like maybe nine AM at ten I had uh, I had a um, butter coffee. So it was like butter coffee, M C T oil, um uh, some collagen protein and yeah. Uh, blended together, that was my first meal. Then I had a um, four eggs boiled with tomatoes pickle pickles and and a little bit of cheese and a in a salad with uh, yeah look, lots of tomatoes and some some other greens in there too. Um, and then I had some fruit. And cashew butter snack, and a little bit of cottage cheese, and then for dinner I had salmon with vegetables, and a Lithuanian salad. <laughs> Lithuanian salad is like a potato salad, and sometimes I'll just I'll just make it's like with lots of vegetables. So there's like peas and carrots and sweet potatoes and and some some other things and some eggs and potato yeah, and so uh, it's it's just a nice little side dish. Nice. So, yeah, so that's kind of what it, my day today was like.
0: I mean it all it sounds like it's all unprocessed foods, right? Like I mean it sounds like from as I know, I mean you've been like that for a long, long time. I mean you've been pretty uh, pretty committed to eating unprocessed foods if I'm not mistaken, because I think it just makes you bloated, right? Like what, what like why do you not or, or like why do you not eat processed foods or what are your thoughts around that? Kind of the candy, the cakes, the cookies, all that kind of stuff?
1: I don't, I don't really think of it as, as like real food in, in a way. And uh, they just don't make me feel good. So um, my energy drops, my, my moods shift. I, um, I think when, if, I, if, if my mood starts feeling very, like if I don't feel grounded, that's usually very much related to food for me. And so I just know that I need like a really nice, nice meal to, to kind of keep my energy, energy calm. And, um, and if I'm feeling like overly stressed, almost anxious, for me, it's, it's often related to food. If I'm eating sugary foods, then my energy will just be really low or um, just very uneven. So, so first of all, it doesn't feel good. Second of all, from, from everything that I've, I've known and researched, it's, uh, I just know that it's not good for you. <laughs> so between knowing that it's not good for me and then anytime time I eat it makes me feel terrible and makes me feel hungry very quickly soon after or just makes me constantly keep, keep craving for more. Um, that's, that's why I just, I just feel really good on, on like nat- natural foods. Cool.
0: Cool. Um, well, we're, we're getting up on time here. I mean, is there anything else um, we haven't really discussed or touched upon that you, you'd like to mention?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned that um, we should have more fun with, with training. I think that's one of the, one of the ways to, to get people to stick to it is to make sure that, that they're enjoying it. And one of the things that I really love to work uh, with people with is to, to help them change their mindset on why they're choosing to work towards a certain goal. And to me, it's really important that they come from a, a very powerful position. That first, they appreciate what they have and just realize um, what an incredible instrument you have. And it doesn't matter if you're a little overweight it doesn't matter if you you know you're not perfect to the standards that that we see on social media or or magazines, uh, but just realize like how incredible it is that your body is functioning, that you're alive because if you if you want to go through this exercise and think about what hasn't happened to you like you don't you might not have cancer, you might not have broken bones or or you know, some horrible disease, wasting disease or, or whatever. So so if you are generally normal, if you're like a little overweight, or you have some aches or, or some weaknesses, that's not the problem. Like just appreciate what you already have. And then from there, when you try to get stronger, when you try to become more mobile, it's more of an exploration, it's more exciting that you can you can um, the potential that you can get to um, so so I think that's that's the message that I want to to tell people first appreciate what you have and then uh, have some fun and explore and be playful and just see see what you you can get to
0: awesome man I, I really appreciate it. I think that's a, an amazing message, and I really appreciate you sharing and uh, I'm sure that you know our listeners are going to really appreciate it as well and so um, how can people follow you or learn more about you, Narius? Yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram
1: um, Narius Train P3 um, and uh, and there uh, is I haven't actually done that much online because mostly I just work privately with people uh, but I have a page that kind of describes all my services and my classes and, and I'll send it to you and you can just add that to your To your letter,
0: cool. To the podcast notes, so to speak. I get. I'll. I'll, I was gonna say. I'll. I'll have. You know the 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 podcast and all the you know the the transcript and some of the links. um, You know on the on the uh, podcast article.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So um, yeah, and I I teach classes throughout the week, um, and I I do some some personal private coaching for lifestyle and uh, and movement
0: cool Yeah. Cool, man uh no narius again it was so it was it was so great kind of catching up and uh you know connecting with you and and i really uh you know appreciate you sharing your your wisdom and uh, you know clearly you've you've had a really awesome journey and you've gotten to a really high level of fitness and health and it's it's really cool to see and, and i'm just grateful you know to be able to chat with you about it so um so with all that said, man, again, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of the night. <laughs> thanks a lot,
1: Mark. And I really appreciate what you do also. I think that you're helping so many uh, so many guys get uh, get more fit. And uh, and so I appreciate that we connected. And thanks for having me. Look right. forward to talking to you soon.
0: All right. All right.
1: Bye-bye. Take care.